Hello, friends. This is Kathleen Maxwell Randy with The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. And I appreciate you joining me today. For information about my new book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, published newspaper articles, or to contact me, visit my website at www.kathleenmaxwellrandy.com. This podcast reaches around the world with listeners in 26 countries, thanks to the monthly gifts from Mary Mitchellstein, Colin Melissa Johnson, Deanna Carraway, Laura Jane Elder, and Tammy Brown, and special gifts this month from Bill and Patty Johnson. If you want to give, simply click the button that says Patronage or Become a Patron at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the Follow button to be the first to know when new episodes are released. Always remember, don't just listen. Partner with God and practice. Well, hello, everyone, and I want to wish you a happy Happy Easter week. I hope that you are enjoying the spring weather that we're having here, um, at least in America, North America. It's so nice to see bright green leaves and um, buds coming out on trees. And it's just a reminder that seasons change in our life. And I'm so glad God designed it that way. Um, Today, I want to talk to you about... A, a little bit about um, Easter, and I want to talk to you about chaos, Easter, and peace. And you might say, Kathleen, what on earth do those have in common? What are you talking about? Well, I want to tell you because I've had a fun time just studying um, what God's Word has to say about that. And as I've looked at life, my life and the lives of some others that I've come in contact with this week, I just saw um, something reoccurring. And whenever that happens, you know, the first time, okay, take note. The second time, hmm, all right, take a double note here. And the third time, I'm usually like, okay, Lord, I see you repeating. I see something repeating itself. And so I really take note and try to just tune in on what God might be saying. But, um, you know, chaos is defined as complete disorder and confusion. And so I want to ask you, have you ever felt like there are times in your life that there's just like complete disorder and confusion? Um, You know, maybe it's something simple like not knowing what to do next in a situation. Maybe it's everything is a mess and you're trying to figure out how to sort through a mess that you're in. Maybe it's a problem in a relationship. Um, Or, you know, chaos can even be something. I talked with a woman not too long ago that, you know, she um, she was in the middle of a divorce. And so it was a huge transition for her and not something she had wanted. And so her her life was in somewhat of a chaos. I've had another visit with a woman this week and just some struggles in her marriage and just some confusion on she had remarried and had a new mate and trying to figure all of that out and just kind of feeling like life was, you know, just, just she didn't have a rhythm yet. And so as I thought of the chaos, um, you know, that, that was something that I noticed when I was reading in the book of John, uh, just about Jesus' betrayal and his death and his resurrection. And what I saw and what I loved 
was how Jesus prepared his disciples for some of the chaos they were going to encounter. And I can only imagine the difficulty they must have struggled with hearing the words about the chaos that was about to happen. But Jesus in his kindness reassured them with the peace that he had and the trust that he had in God. And, you know, what I saw in John was how Jesus knew things were going to get tough for himself and for those he loved, but he was still totally confident in a God that dearly loved him. And that was based on relationship. I think sometimes um, when things are just crazy in my own life, when I just go back to the simplicity, okay, I do know God loves me. Okay, I do know that God is with me. You know, that brings a peace. And, and I love how the Lord rested. Jesus rested in the, the peace that his father was giving him, even though things seemed crazy, because he knew the heart of God. And I think for me, um, and I think for you too, it's so important that we go to the heart of God, the very heart and essence of who he is, when we find challenges in our life. And... You know, the peace that Jesus had in his own heart enabled him to be able to give his peace away to his disciples and therefore change the atmosphere. I mean, when we walk in peace, we can change the atmosphere. When we walk into a room and there's chaos, when we're walking connected to the Lord, we can bring change by knowing who we are and by being our our spirits being quiet um goodness it was years ago i walked into a situation and and i could tell it was a tense situation i didn't quite know what i had walked into it was a situation at work and i had been studying about peace at that time and when i walked in i could just feel the chaos the tension the 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 something was going on I wasn't quite sure what but I immediately just stepped into the peace of God I'd been singing a worship song before I walked in and it was funny how just my calm demeanor was able to change the whole the whole tension as I sat down and okay tell me what's happening tell me what's going on you know just the peace I carried changed things and so I just want to I just want to encourage you in that, that you're an atmosphere changer. And, you know, not only did the, did the Lord give his life so all of mankind could have forgiveness and eternal life, but he gave us instructions for times of chaos. And I saw this reading in John. And um, so you might want to go back and just read some of that if you have some time. But if I were recapping the story of Jesus' betrayal and just his preparation for his disciples for what was about to happen, um, in modern day language, it would go something like this. Okay, guys, I just have to tell you about some things. Um, things are going to get a little crazy here. One of you is going to betray me. Somebody else is going to deny me. I'm going to be arrested for doing good. I'm going to be misunderstood. 
I'm going to hang on a cross and die, but don't worry, I'll be back. <laughs> you know, when I was reading that account of how, you know, Jesus was preparing his disciples in John 14 and, you know, parts of 15 and 16 and 17, you know, reading in those areas. And I got to that, you know, where he said he was going to come back. And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, I just thought, well, who would want to come back? Oh my gosh, you know, how crazy this world is. And, you know, I think that's what I would have said. Lord, why on earth would you come back? I mean, this sounds horrible. This sounds crazy. Not sure how we're going to get, you know, through it. But um, the Savior prepares his friends and he starts in John 14, 1, or at least that's where I'm going to start. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. See, Jesus, I think, saw his disciples in the future practicing their peace. And, you know, you and I, you and I see things on an earthly level. And, you know, for me, I try when I feel like my perspective isn't the best of a situation to ask God, Lord, how do you see this? Show me how you see it, because I want to see things the way you see them, Lord. And, you know. 90% 90% of the time, well, no, that's not true. 99.9% .9 of the time, his vision and what I feel like he shows me is so much better than mine. And I think Jesus saw his disciples and he saw their potential. He saw their potential to walk in peace. And, you know, he told them, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. And each of us has a choice to let our hearts be troubled, anxious, fearful in life, or to trust in a God that loves us. And sometimes things just don't make sense. But we're still instructed to trust. And I know when things don't make sense, just even taking it to the Lord and, and, and saying, Lord, this is crazy. I, I can't figure this out. There's something about when we take it and we lay it at his feet and say, you know, without you, I, I can't, I can't get through this. And just admit that we need his strength. I think that there is something that comes, you know, at least a more of a peace that comes to my heart versus when I try to carry a load that's really too heavy for me to carry. You know, Jesus continued in John 14, 27, and he says, this is what he tells his disciples. I leave the gift of peace with you my peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, my, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Oh my word, that scripture is so packed with so many nuggets for us to really pick up and examine and incorporate into our lives. Jesus just didn't give a blanket peace. He gave his very own peace. And folks, when you and I establish peace and we establish it by practicing, when we establish peace in our lives, then we can give it away. And, and it's real and it's genuine and it's perfect. And I love how the Lord says, don't yield to fear or, 
or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, God always has something instead for us. Be courageous. In John 16, verse 33, Jesus continues and he says, I have told you these things. You know, he he was telling his disciples about all these things that were going to happen. And I'm going real fast through chapters right here, but I'm doing it to make a point. So he's telling them all these things. And he says, and I quote John 14, 33 in the NIV, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you're going to have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And you've heard me talk, if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts, about overcoming power that we have. I talked about it last week. The overcoming power we have because of Christ, because Christ rose from the grave. And when we invite Christ into our heart, it gives us that privilege to overcome, no matter what the adversity is, that faces us, no matter what that looks like. Um, And the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You know, yeah, there is trouble in this world. Yeah, things don't work out the way we all want them to. Um, People die in our life. But part of my testimony is, no, things didn't necessarily turn out the way I had expected. But in spite of that, depending on the Lord, learning all the many lessons that I learned in those deep, dark times in my life, it's given me a testimony of who God is in the dark hour. And it's given me a ministry to widows and widowers and to people who, who are struggling to find their peace. And that's how we overcome. That's how we overcome. Um, some things, sometimes things take time to fix. There are things that I know my husband and I now are, you know, trying to overcome. You know, we've, we've had some challenges in our business and some other things. And I would say we're in that process. But as we pray together, as we work together, then, and depend on the Lord, you know, I know God is leading us. Okay, so what I want to stress here is with the power of God, Jesus overcame the adversity that he faced. And you and I have that same opportunity and the opportunity to practice our peace. You know, not long ago, I was in a very stressful and crazy situation. I mean, I was like, I don't have a grid for this. I, this makes no sense to me. Lord, I really need you to help me. And to make things worse, I was exhausted physically and emotionally from pouring my heart into something I'd worked on for years and was passionate about. And I took a deep breath and I said, Lord, I'm determined to finish strong and I'm looking to you, you know, to to help me through this in this situation. And I was visiting with a trusted friend and she was praying with me about some things. And one of the questions she asked me is she said, how are you managing all this, Kathleen? As I was telling her, this is going on and this is going on and I can't even make, you you can't make this kind of crazy stuff up. This is going on. And my response to her was burst out of other adversity in my life. And I replied, well, I guess the way that I'm managing it, because it was things on multiple levels, is I'm practicing my peace. 
And I said, I declared it. I said, I have a God-given right to walk in peace in any situation. And right now is a good time to practice my peace. And, you know, as I reflected on that, good habits take time to develop. Just like learning to ride a bike or anything new, we have to practice. And... And what I find in life is it's always a journey. We're always having the opportunity to learn things. We're always, God allows us to be in different situations so that we can learn a whole new level. And I feel like, you know, minister and encourage a whole different group of people. Um, Case in point, I feel like just the years I spent in hospitals, um, I really learned to walk in peace and to have peace established in those kind of critical situations. There are other situations, the years I worked in the corporate world, I feel like I've learned to develop a level of walking in peace in that level and and in that room. And, you know, God's always teaching us something new. And so this chaos that I was dealing with in my own life, um, you know, it was another opportunity. It's gonna give me another platform And it'll be another tool in my tool belt of life. Um, The other day, we, uh, my husband and I hunt, and so I do know how to use a shotgun. And every now and then I hit hit the target. Uh, But my husband said, you know, I want to teach you to use a a pistol, but and um, because I do travel a good bit, and if I were ever stranded or something, he said, I, you know. I want you to get your concealed um, handgun license. And so let's learn, let's begin to learn how to use a pistol. And so that was totally different than what I knew. Um, oh, I didn't, wasn't real sure I wanted to, but um, I just knew that, you know, that could be safe because I do travel. And things were totally different, but it just reminded me of how God teaches us different things. And we have such an opportunity to learn. But back to the message about peace in Jesus overcoming and Easter, Jesus continues his message of peace after his resurrection. And when he greeted his disciples in John 20, verses 19 through 21, the first thing he said to them was, peace be with you. You know, he goes on to encourage his disciples to exercise their peace and to give it in others in in John chapter 22. In verse 23, when he states, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Friends, Jesus came so that our hearts could walk in peace in troubled times. But he also wants to send us out. And I'm so passionate about how the Lord is trying to develop us as the body of Christ. We live in a crazy world. I mean, my goodness, right now, we still got a pandemic going on. We have, you know, the border crisis. If you've been watching some of the things in the news, we have other life circumstances that we're facing. Um, But he provided the overcoming power and the peace for anything that we, we might face. What a gift that is. And so this Easter... Let me encourage you to trade your chaos, whatever it may look like, and open the Easter gift of peace. And most of all, 
If you don't know Jesus, if you've never invited him into your heart and begun a relationship with you with him, this is a fabulous time for you to do that. And um, I'm just going to pray for you and allow you to pray with me. And let's just let's just close in prayer. God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. Thank you for the chaos he endured. But most of all, Lord, I thank you that you're such a good God. You prepare us for what's ahead. And so, Lord, none of us know what is really ahead in our lives, but we can trust you and we can depend on you. And so, Father, I just pray that with whatever people are going through right now, whether it's divorce, whether it's relationship conflict, whether it's troubled marriages or illness or COVID or financial distress, Lord, whatever the problem is, I just ask that you you just give each and every one of us the strength that we need and the reminder to walk in the peace that you have provided and the reminder that we have a God-given right to overcome in situations. God, thank you for the gift of salvation. Lord, that all we have to do to be saved is acknowledge that we need a Savior and invite Christ into our hearts and ask him to forgive us of our sins. Thank you for that that gift of Jesus. And thank you for the peace that, Lord, you reminded us to have no matter what's going on. Thank you for the gift of peace. And I pray that each of us open it this Easter and the days ahead and that we practice. And, Lord, we not only practice as a body of Christ, but we become good at it. We become skilled at it. We become, Lord, who you have envisioned us to be just like the disciples. And so bless my friends from all over the world. Bless them with peace. And we just tell anxiety and fear to go in the name of Jesus. And I just declare your goodness in all of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks so much for joining me. I hope that you have a very happy and blessed Easter. And um, don't forget to go to my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. When you go there, then you can find out how to buy my new book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief. You can, and there's several options and ways to get it. You can get it on Amazon. You can get an autographed copy. Uh, You can get it at some local stores if you look on there. You can also read some of my newspaper articles that might encourage you. And you can, you can also contact me. I love to hear from my listeners. And if you know of any, any, maybe your church needs a speaker for a conference or something, I would be happy to come. I'm passionate about sharing who Jesus is and all that he wants to be in our everyday life. Talk to you later.